0: What's good, everyone? This is Cheats, and this is a special edition of the podcast, a special edition of the Table Podcast. I didn't have time to convene a full table, given all that's happened since Saturday afternoon and the exit of Richmond uh, City School uh, Superintendent Dana Bedden. But what I have done is... I posted about it on the Cheats Movement blog. You can check that out right now on the Cheats Movement blog. That's thecheatsmovement.com. And I've been calling my friends, everybody close to the situation, trying to figure out what's going on, why it went down the way it went down, uh, what information they can share. What's up with all these uh, conspiracy theories in regards to who is responsible for the superintendent being removed? Why did it come about? Um, who's, what's going to happen now for the children in the community? Uh, I've been just kind of doing my, my beat reporting type thing and talking to a lot of friends close to the situation. And um, what I found out was that uh, there's a lot of people... That have opinions and theories. Myself included. I share some of those later in the podcast. Uh, but what, what is the actual facts. And what is the actual truth is. Not whoever knows. In detail what's happening. Are not talking. And I think this is just my opinion. I think that's probably because of. Uh, the contractual. Uh, situation with the resignation. Of Dana Bedding. So uh, Dr. Bedden's not saying anything. And then the members of the school board or the members that are really in the know um, aren't saying anything. So what that leads to is a whole bunch of craziness, theory, conspiracy theories, social media. And we're going to talk about social media in a little bit as well. Um, that, But there is it's just a whole lot of, you know, unknown uncertainty, a lot of things that are up in the air, a lot of things that will not be addressed and can't be addressed. Uh, But it's just led to a lot of tension, right? A lot of uh, people wanting answers that probably won't be able to get answers. Um, This is not something that we haven't been through before. We've had this happen before. There's a new school board that came in not too long ago. They replaced the outgoing superintendent. It was definitely handled a little bit differently. But this is the current situation we're in. Um, And so what I've done for this special podcast is I've reached out to two individuals that I know have something to say on the issue. A uh, former school board member, Shonda Harris-Muhammad, uh, who is always... I'll get, I'll get into to the narrative, or my narrative, on Shonda Harris-Muhammad in a little bit. Um, but it was definitely a, a, a interesting conversation. And then I also talked to Rod Bullock, another community activist who has been outspoken on these, uh, social media groups. He's been outspoken on social media. Um, you know, if, if anybody's read my blog post and then his immediate response to my blog post, um, you know, it is what it is in that regard. But instead of being one of those people that just, you know, does stuff on social media and then catches feelings about it. What we did was we came together uh, as individuals, as men, uh, as adults, and was like, "Hey, look, I see. He saw what I wrote. I saw what he wrote. Uh, me and Rod have always had a good relationship in the past, so it was nothing for me to pick up the phone and call him, or for him to call me back. So we were able to get uh, in a room together that uh, within 24 hours." And so you're able to hear that conversation and hear how we uh, went about trying to get a complete story, but man, I gotta tell you, the the tension has been running high in regards to what's been happening with the school board, when the removal of the superintendent. Uh, obviously, like I said, the theories of who was responsible, why it came about, who's going to be the next superintendent, all of that is is going is going at full full tilt. But I've got. Two individual interviews, uh, first with Shonda Harris-Muhammad and then with Rod Bullock. I'm really excited because I do think both of them have something to say. Um, and we just got to, you know, we, we got to all all pay attention to what's happening uh, in our, for our children and for the community. Um, and it's exciting. It, it's, a, it's, it's a time where, you know, for better or for worse, you've got to look at the situation uh, in leadership when you talk about the city of Richmond and, and you got a new mayor, uh, you've got some some turnover, some significant turnover on city council, and you've got a whole new group uh, on the school board. And now you're going to have a new, new new superintendent. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into these two interviews. Well, it, it, it's a special edition. I never call a special edition. This is the first, I think, community special edition table uh, that I've ever called. Um, I doubt it will be the last, given the circumstances that we're in. But check it out. Uh, let me know what you think. Follow us on the uh, the Cheats Movement podcast. You get both the Table podcast and the Family podcast, the Hip Hop Family podcast. We're at it. We see it. We're about to get into it.
1: So, right now, ladies and gentlemen, it is star time, and we would like to bring to you the stars of our show: the fabulous, the insurmountable, the incomparable.
0: Sheets, movement, family,
1: family, family, Ladies and gentlemen, let's give them a great round of
0: applause. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to sit down with former school board member Shonda Harris-Muhammad. It was our first time meeting, our first time having an opportunity to really have a conversation. And I was really appreciative of her frankness and her time. Um, I can only speak for myself, but without knowing her directly, the narrative that was painted about her and her time on school board, uh, I just got to say, wasn't the best narrative in the public. Um, after she um, you know, got off of school board, Um, I was able to talk to some people that know her well, talk to some people in her district, and start to hear another side of the story in regards to, again, kind of the tenure that was Shonda Harris-Muhammad. And then something else happened as well. Shonda actually took to Facebook, and she started facebook living her her motivations her inspirations and started talking about things uh in in the culture and in the community uh, in particular about uh her passion which is schools that started to for me least started to convey a different story than what i had uh thought about especially during her kind of tumultuous first year so being able to talk to someone with as much experience on school board as Shonda Harris Muhammad and talk about what's happened the last, you know, 48 to 72 hours in regard to the school board's actions and the removal of Dr. Bedden is something that I was really appreciative of her time, her openness, her candor, and I think it's a really good uh, conversation that people should pay attention to because if you don't get anything else out of it, what I got out of it was there's always a, a, a another side, or an accurate, uh, or a complete side. Um. I can't say that everything in the media was incorrect, but I definitely can't, I can say that everything in the media about Shauna Harris-Muhammad was not the complete picture. And you start to get that. I mean, she is best at telling her story, and she does so uh, on, her, on her social media outlets. But this is just a small glimpse of her take on what's happening uh, with the school board, what's happening in our schools, and what's happened over the last 72 hours. So with no further ado, who's our interview with uh, Shawna Harris-Muhammad, former school board member. What's good? This is Cheats. This is the Cheats Movement Podcast. I'm very, very excited to bring a special guest um, to the podcast with all that's going on. This is basically an emergency podcast that we're having based off of what's happened in the last 72 hours. Richmond Public Schools, Richmond School Board, Superintendent. A lot of people aren't saying anything. One person that has started to build a narrative for herself... Is former school board member Shonda Harris Muhammad who has taken social media I think her social media platform to a new level in recent weeks and months by actually speaking first-person to people on uh, social media and actually getting her story out and I like to welcome her to the podcast welcome Shonda Harris Muhammad
2: thank you so much it's an honor
0: this is a long time in the making because Uh, Like I, I told you off the record, we're going to talk about it on the record, the narrative that has been painted about yourself, your time on school board, once I take a step back, now that you're off school board, you can breathe easy, and I take a step back and kind of start to get pieces of a complete picture... Your narrative of the time on school board doesn't necessarily match what I think a lot of people in the community say when you talk to them directly about your term. And I say that, and I think it's important that I lead with that, because I think as somebody that's just reading the stories, I've probably fallen into um, the category of people that don't know you but have an opinion, for better or for worse, over your time on school board. So I'll start with this in regards to, do you think that time period, really quickly, before we get into what's happening right now, do you think that time period was reflected accurately? Or if you would look back on it now, do you think there was things that kind of might have played out differently publicly?
2: I I think that the narrative that many people have read or um, viewed in the media does not accurately describe who I am as a woman of service and and as an educator, but mom, wife, but most importantly, Shonda Harris Mohammed. People base their their decisions based off what other people share with them that I served with, unfortunately. And I probably could have done, when you look back and reflect, I probably could have done a lot better fighting for myself for a better narrative in the beginning. But someone coming new into that political arena, I didn't really think I needed to because I had been raised on the mantra of you allow your service and your work speak for itself. But in public office, that does not work. You, you literally have to fight at the grind to um, really make people understand who you are as a person. So I began to learn very quickly um, that, you know, let me perform the same way I perform in my seven to five collaboratively, building relationships, supporting people. That's how I get things done. So even though um, the first year was extremely rough, I'm glad I went through that first year because there were some things that I had to learn about myself. There were some things that I had to learn um, just about the people that I served with and why I was called to perform that service. And that was to serve children. I, I have never been a good person at politics. I, that was not not something that I dreamed of doing. But I have always been a woman of service, and that's that's what I had to fall back on is why I was called to do this job and why my mentors that that they saw the light in me to provide a service. One of the other things that I don't think I did well was ac- accurately show the media I am the bridge builder, not breaker, but bridge builder with the other women on the board. The other women on the board were able to witness that um, in open session, closed session, off session or whatever. But I don't think that story, as a matter of fact, I know that piece of the story of my narrative was not shared because I would constantly say to the women that I served with, we can do so much better together if we just put aside the personal stuff and think about making great great things happen for the children together as women. Because this is what women, this this is what we do. We make things happen, so why not? So I think I probably could have done a better job in writing my narrative. But I'm thankful that people are starting to see that some of the things that were written or shared by other people on the board was not accurate at all.
0: And and one of the reasons I think that people are starting to see that is because you've taken a social media yourself and you've gone direct a lot of times to the public to tell people what's on your mind, how you got to those decisions. You are far more, in my opinion, (laughs) you are far more, much more transparent now than you ever were on the school board. What led you to start doing Facebook Live, you know, telling your own story, posting actively about your actual feelings um, about things in the community on social media? Well, it took
2: the loss. It it took the loss on November the 8th. To to make me realize You know what People actually think Some people actually Think I am a threat I think people saw that I was a threat Before I saw that I was a threat I I didn't know What What do you mean by threat? I began to say to my previous colleagues on the board. We will tell the public what's going on. We will tell them why this decision was being made. I think people began to see that I was a threat when I shared with the board, the previous board and the superintendent on one Monday evening, and there was so much violence and disruption at Martin Luther King Jr. Middle School, and I came to the school board meeting and said, Enough is enough and you all will stop ignoring the stuff that's going on in the school and in the area of Mosby. We will do a better job. We all have to be held accountable. And you're going to stop turning your head. Let this be the last time that I say to you that we need to rise up and do something about it. I'm going to call each of you out. And I think they begin to really see. okay, she is not playing. I'm not playing. You're talking about when a teacher gets pushed so hard that her head hits the door and falls back on her head. That's a problem and we know that these things were happening but we were we were putting um, a bandaid on those issues and not really addressing publicly yeah ladies and gentlemen it's rough over there yes ladies and gentlemen it's rough at armstrong yes ladies and gentlemen we may be losing students at ben- we we were always trying to tiptoe around as a board as a whole because the majority ruled and they wanted to do it this way and they didn't want, you know, it was political suicide if you give total transparency. I said, well, I like to sleep well at night. So I want I want us to be total transparent. But we can't attack each other the next day in the meat and use the media to do that because we said we're standing up for something. We can't do that.
0: So you tell so after that loss, you were able to start to tell your own story online. What is the reaction? Has, wh- how have people received that, people that you're around, your community? How, do, do they see more, that they know you better, they know your opinion better, they're more enlightened? Well, What's, what's the benefit of doing that so much?
2: I, I think, I, well, the benefit for me, it was also a healing process because of the way in which I lost. Um, I refused to dance with the status quo. I refused to do things that I knew that was not going to be the right thing by children. And so sometimes I caught hell for that. Sometimes I caught, were you going to be ostracized for that because you're not standing with the political newness that's developing in the city? And I've always said... If, if I have to sell my soul for the political newness in the city, then I don't want it. Because I want to do what's right by people. So the feedback that I have been getting is, we want you to continue to do it. I didn't know that was you. And and I even had, I even had a young lady who called me last week, and she said to me, well, I really... I really didn't like you when you were on the board because of all these things that I saw or read. But she stressed what she read. She said but someone shared your video and I saw it on their feed. And she said I just continued to see your videos on their feed or on their their main page and she said this is not the woman that I read, you know, this is not the, one, the woman that I'm hearing and seeing is not the woman that someone talked about in the RTDs. And so I thanked her and I said, well, I appreciate that. Um, I said, if you have turned to be a supporter or not, I appreciate that. And she said, I just really think that had I known who you were then, and she said this, I probably would have voted for you on the, you know, hmm? voted for you to come back. And I said, well, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, you know I'm able to be on the outside and still continue to serve and do the things that I love to do and all those things so I thanked her so I use that as an example because for one she had enough she had a, I I guess enough in her to say I want to reach out to this woman and have a conversation with her through private message to say you know I am one that that thought this of you But the more and more I see you and the more and more I hear you, I see your heart. I'm like, everything that I heard from other people about you is not accurate. I said, no, it's not. I said, sometimes people will paint a picture of someone else because of these things. They feel that they they are a threat, that they will be successful in what they do. I think someone saw the, the leadership that I had that I quite did not see as a school board member. I wasn't looking at that. I think people saw that she can. she's a powerhouse, she can get things done, and people are starting to listen to her. Some people became afraid of that voice and said, well, the only way we can eliminate that voice is to form a coalition to get rid of that voice. People began to see that because I, I began to follow the money. I began asking a lot of questions about, well, where is this coming from? So, and my grandfather always said to me, follow the money. Where there is an issue, follow the money. So I started to follow the money and started to ask those right questions about, well, why wasn't this brought to us? For example, I spoke out against um, the superintendent saying, well, we're gonna close some schools. I said, well, where where, where did you get that idea from? Who told you we were gonna do that? And then where did the choice of the schools come from? Well, mm-hmm. you can't ask that question. You can't ask. Well, why can't I ask that question? Because people are gonna ask me that question. You're talking about closing some schools. At least let's have a criteria. Let's not go back to what we did before. So I think people begin to see that um, one. You just can't say anything to me and expect for me to run with it. And then all. And also, I use my background as an educator to to make sense of things. So people around me, sir, on the board, or the superintendent, of whomever, could not just say anything to me and think I was going to believe, it because I would do the research. So people are thoroughly enjoying. I've, I have received more positive feedback about the social media um, audience, or the social media awareness than I could have ever expected because I wasn't doing it for that. I just said, you know what? This don't make no sense. What in the world? Let me talk about this today. Because I was fire hot. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why is this happening? I just served. This is this is not supposed to happen. So I started speaking those things to people and people would comment and say, well, we didn't know. I said, well, yeah, the policy is this. This is supposed to happen. So people are appreciative of the voice and the information that I'm providing for them, and not holding back.
0: So let's talk about let's let's get into it. Let's talk about the last uh, 72 hours, if you will, or since Saturday's announcement that this current school board, which is brand new, mm-hmm. nobody you served with is on that board. Absolutely. Uh, you know, decided through kind of closed sessions uh, that. You know, their ter- their their relationship with Dr. Bedden uh, has ended or will end as of June 30th. Mm-hmm. Let me start with this. Surprised or not surprised? I'm surprised
2: it happened this soon and then this way. So what I mean by that is, you know, research does show, and I have to go to research, I'm an educator, but sure. research shows that, you know, whenever you have a turnover of any board or commission or supervisors or anything like that, whoever... They have to supervise, such as, you know, superintendent. Let's let's stick with school board and superintendents. That most likely it will be a turnover because this new group of people have their vision that they have for the district. One of the things that I was totally shocked about, told, I mean, just blew me away, is that this new board decided to do it without the transparency.
0: Is that a choice they could have made or couldn't have made? Well, because that's, that's, that's the, the chief criticism they get is how it was done. No input from the public, no real writing on the wall. Uh, the way that you saw it go down, did it have to go down this way? No, it did
2: not. I, I, I Having served on the school board, reading the same policies they have read, um, if it was a policy driven issue, then they should have shared the policy. I haven't seen that yet. If it was um, a personnel related issue, which it was, right? Because he's an employee, so it's, it's a personnel personal issue. It's a personnel issue. Then what they should have done and opened was identify the personnel issue with a number and then vote in public. What concerns me is that when you don't come out in an open session and vote your way of how you believe the human resources agenda should go, that sends a message to me as having served on the school board that you don't want people to know how you voted. Mm -hmm. Because for probably 18 hours, people was thinking that it was a unanimous decision until one board member said no. I, I said, I'm against this. I'm ready to move forward with him. And then this happens. So then I knew it wasn't unanimous. I said, someone else is gonna come out. He was brave enough to come out and say, I disagree with this, but I, I wanna move forward with Dr. Vance. Then another person, you know, kind of said if you read through her um, little piece of information, wasn't comfortable. So then it came out, okay, well these individuals actually did not want this to happen. And that's that's what people want to know. Who voted for this? Who did not vote for this? We don't want to know your why, but we want to know what the votes are. That's what I am hearing. One thing. The second thing is Um, Where was the evaluation that the school board did of him? Now I have been a board member who was critical of how he did things, absolutely. Of course I was critical. But I always took it back to what the evaluation says, you gotta do this, Dr. Betten. You You didn't communicate with us. I'm getting you on communication. You did not follow through with us. I'm getting you on follow through. Where was the evaluation? His evaluation was not due to be submitted until June the 30th of this year.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was the, the criteria that you guys set out in the last board. But that's right. the criteria right. that the state superintendent, right, right, right. they give you a
2: blueprint. You choose what fits right. your dynamics, okay. right? But you can't choose outside of this bullet, right? right? You could choose any of those bullets, but they have to be within, within the ram of the policy. But what you're saying is he wasn't even on. He was evaluation. This has happened before. He was even evaluated. Sure, the, his evaluation hasn't come out yet. Mm. Um, so they haven't completed one yet. And if they have, if they have completed one, then how could you complete? How could you com- complete an evaluation of him within the first 30 to 40 days of your tenure as a board member? You gotta let some things flow into the role as superintendent and board dynamics before you just evaluate your superintendent in 30 days or 45 days. This is what I think happened. Okay,
0: Okay. that's what I was gonna lead to. What do you think happened? I
2: think what happened. This was a political pushed agenda. How
0: far? No. Before we go too farther, how far? Because you've heard theory. I've seen theories online. How far? To at what level do you think when you say it's a political where's the top of the influence? I don't know that yet because I have <laughs> Good answer, good answer I don't know that
2: yet um, I've heard some things, I've, I've had some people brave enough and call me and it's the type of questions that they ask and I know that they want to know what I think and I'm going just follow, go back to the campaigning it, it's not of course, you hear people saying, you hear one group of people saying, well, it's about the data. It's about the data. It's about the data. If it's about the data and the school's doing worse, well, the accreditation for the school year hasn't come out yet. So are you basing his dismissal off of the previous accreditation according to his valuation? You can't do that. This board has to evaluate him based on the now. Not the past. The now. So that's what makes me believe it's something else other
0: than the data. You know what, you know what I think? I'll tell you what I think. You can tell me if you okay. I think I'm closer or, mm-hmm. or off. I think when it comes to the conspiracy theories of the mayor and his political people wanting to be involved, um, and there's one online that says, oh, the mayor's fundraiser and I think Liz Dor in the 1st District are married and all this stuff, I'm less buying that as much as I'm buying there were some personal relationships between the current new school board and Dr. Bedden I think two-way street. I think Dr. Bedden's, without knowing him, I've got to be very clear. Without knowing him personally, what I've heard is his attitude and aura, his overall kind of mood, almost disrespectful or disdain for the current for the school board, or maybe he knew he thought he knew more than they did, or whatever. But that relationship led to poor communication and lack of transparency. I think. There's certain members of this new school board that, for lack of a better term, like I said, you know the dynamics better than I do, said, hey, look, we hired you. You work for us. That's right. And you're not going to come in here and do this thing. And it almost went to a personal thing to say, hey, look, he's not communicating. He's not respectful of us. We don't have to put up with this. And it almost became a personal thing of let's figure out a way to get him out of here. And they don't have to put up with that
2: because one of the things that the, pre- the board that I served with the majority of those members allowed him to have a lack of communication. And whenever, and I'm going to use Shonda harris muhammad whenever I will raise my hand in an open session and say, why didn't you share that information with all of us? Why do you just share it with the people to the left of you? One, two, three, four, them five people. Why can't you share it with the six, seven, eight over here? Mm-hmm. Why don't you give? Why don't you give us a call and share that with all nine of us? And don't tell me because it's nine people. That's a whole lot of people to call. Don't ever say that again. Don't you ever say that out loud? Because what that says to me is only certain people out of nine are important to you. Sure. And so all nine value, of us. That's a
0: value judgment. They make a judgment on value. Absolutely. Sure. And all nine
2: of us are valued in the semicircle. Mm-hmm. We even, we even value your input because I don't know how to be a superintendent. So that's where you got me. That's where you got my naiveness. Because I need to depend on you to get certain things done because I've never served. But I have served as a teacher, I have served as a specialist, I have served as an assistant principal, and I know curriculum and instruction. So why didn't you say all these things that you said to those five, six,
0: to us, Dr. Betten? And you need to do better. And do you think the five even got smaller with the new board? That's what I think yes, might have happened. I do. Uh, I do. Five might have been a zero.
2: I, I think.
0: I, I don't know. I can't say. I, I just want to be very clear. I have no inside information. I don't either. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm basing
2: it off of my experiences. Sure. And some um, individuals that are directly close to this sure. have called and asked me to mentor them through some things. Hmm? But not through this process of what has happened. So I, I knew that there was some relationship dynamics. I believe Dr. Betton took advantage of he had all nine new people, mm-hmm. right, failing to forget that one had served on a board before. Um, coming out of the box to say, well, let's have governance training and build relationships, that was a flop. That was They immediately had governance training just to say, Excuse me, to the previous board. But well, we told you we were gonna have governance training the first thing. Governance training is where you're supposed to learn sure. each other's personalities and what makes you tick and what color you, you like. Te- team the team building yeah. activity. Well, now I would like to know well, what happened in that training because Man. you didn't do any team building apparently, mm-hmm. right? When you have a week before this, I don't know how many people read the article in the Free Press. And it stated... A lot um, of people
0: are referencing because he I, said he wants. I'm, he was, I'm here, here he was here to, to stay. stay. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm here for the long haul. Yeah. We're going to work through. We're going to get these schools turned around. And then all of a sudden, a week later, oh, week later, this happens. Right? But you got to admit, this looks
0: bad for the new school board. It
2: does this look This is bad. not a good look pa- for them. Particularly, particularly when majority of them campaign on how the previous board did
0: things. Sure. That's a fair assessment, That's, and this is a good question because I didn't—I uh, never asked this question before. But you—you you guys were a new school board when you came in. Mm-hmm. You replaced the superintendent. Mm-hmm. They're a new school board; they replaced the superintendent. Mm-hmm. Same or different? What was different about the two? The—the the, the different about the, this
2: situation compared to the situation where. You know, when I first got on the board in mm-hmm. 2013 with Dr. Yvonne Brandon, mm-hmm. who I want to publicly say I respect and love dearly, though she was a phenomenal superintendent, and I fought for her to stay. Um,
0: I will tell you, full disclosure, you don't know this, but I, I love her more yeah, than you do because no. we're related. Oh,
2: wow. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I think that she knew with – she's a very smart woman.
0: No, okay. well, no, no this, but, I shouldn't have said that. We can't change the course that,
2: of you know, the conversation. But I think – I think – she saw the dynamics through some campaigns mm. that, okay, I have the years. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and make a decision if I'm going to retire or not. This is Shonda's thinking. Mm. I think what was different was we met with her. We met with her. And we were. I don't believe we were disrespectful. I don't. We, I remember some of us saying, Dr. Brandon, this is hard for us. We went around the table and said, "You know, the majority of us want to move into another direction. Your tenure here has been blessed; has been blessed is my word, um, great, good, whatever verb sure. they were using."
0: Um, this is so. Uh, you, you're hearing some of the same language, not from the school board members, but from I think I was so I was at the mayor's town hall today. Mm-hmm. The mayor, you know, which is which is Dr. Benwell. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move forward. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. This I'm, I'm sure there may be a difference, um, and I don't want to go back in time, sure. there's probably a difference in what you're saying, a difference in sincerity level and transparency. Yeah, and transparency, right. because we
2: said after we met with her as a whole group, we said we're going to come out together as a press conference, we're going to do a press conference, and we're going to explain to the public we're changing the, the driver of the ship, if sure. you will, right? And, and you can say whatever is on your heart. We're going to have our chair speak from us as a board we're going to publicly love on you and thank you <laughs> and we're going to close the school year. That didn't happen with Not you. at no, all. It, it was...
0: This is completely different. Oh, my gosh. The, it was... And, only th- and now the key here is no one... And I do believe this. I believe contractually from what I've heard not, not only mm-hmm. Dr. Benton but no member of the school board mm-hmm. or anybody that really knows anything can say anything. It's a personal matter. He resigned, right? He wasn't you know, relieved for calls or anything like that. So it was a, it was a deal.
2: Well, if it, was,
0: if it was such an
2: emergency meeting that needed to be held, and if, it, and if it was such an emergency that he needed to resign, then they could have said um, Friday, April the 27th is your last day. If, they were, if, if it was such an emergency. Never thought of it that way. Yep. So that didn't happen. It's, we still want you to be here to June the 30th, and you still got to look at us every person and third Monday. <laughs> and if it was such an emergency... If it was such an emergency, then they would have said, we need to just end this ship right now. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. As an educator, even though you have teachers dedicated to the cause, it has caused a disruption that now they are, I believe, they are troubled to try to get back. Hmm? And had this been done more neater, you got to let people grieve. When you lose someone, good, better, indifferent, you have to allow them to go through the grieving process. That is what you can't take from people. You have people who were either against him, praising, then you have people who really supported him grieving. Both sides need to air it out and just move forward. I agree with the mayor. We need to move forward, a decision has been made, then we're gonna move forward. But now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, it's called trust the trust that they had from the people who went to the polls and voted for them, a lot of that trust has been broken. Because majority of them said, we are going to be transparent, we're going to tell you what's going on, we're going to do this, and we're going to come in here, and we're going to da 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 Well, how can you do that without an evaluation? If they had evaluated him on that Monday night, quickly, let's evaluate, let's just get it out there, put it on paper then then push it out said well based on the evaluation this is what we got
0: so what do you think ultimately did him in do you think it was professional or personal i think it was professional
2: i think it was himself (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think i think as smart as he is as intelligent and he as he is he is a genius
0: at moving some things politically good, better, indifferent. That's funny because I've heard the opposite. I've heard that he does know nothing, he knows nothing about politics and relationships and that's what did him in.
2: No, he, 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 I believe I've seen him maneuver mm. some things that some people may call manipulation. Mm. Okay. I think that is one of the areas that did him in. I think another area that did him in was, look, you got to communicate. Sometimes over communicate is better than none at all, right? just keeps getting just giving out information, giving pieces of information. I don't think he did that well mm-hmm. because he didn't do that well with the previous board, but he got away with it because you had members on the previous board who were thinking about their next level while you had some of us on the board was thinking about just today. Can we yeah. just make it today, right? Good, bad or indifferent that was an issue because Even if you wanted to move to be senator or whatever you wanted to do, you were serving as a school board member right then. So I think that it was professional. Um, If it it was personal, that too is, you know, sooner or later when people start asking the right questions, it's going to come out.
0: See, but here's the thing I think. I think you can cover for a lot of things if your personal relationships are intact. So I think you can cover for a lot, like, cause I, so I've heard the three, the three things, right? I've heard the 17 out of 44, is it 17 out of 44 gradations? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've heard the 8.3 million dollars, mm-hmm. and I've heard the federal civil rights suit, mm-hmm. right? These were kind of the three storms that mm-hmm. all have come mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. right, recently, and he's got to deal with all these things. Yes. And I feel like possibly if there's people, if he did that relationship work, and there's people that are trust the process, I'm riding with you. I'm, we're, we're good over here. I, he didn't. I don't think he, at this point with these, with this board and these, like he had none of that. So when these things start stacking up, it was like, oh, well, sharks
2: in the water. And then you also, you you probably had people who were not open minded when they when they took oath of office. Hmm? You you had people who won on on election day and said, this is what I I want to get rid of him. Sure. I'm, the sooner the sooner we can do it, the better. Sure. So they saw the opportunity. Wounded and wounded, <laughs> and so and then they also had the political stuff on the outside, sure. right? So that's why this is what I mean by he
0: ultimately, excuse me, did it to himself. Mm-hmm. What do you make of? All right, two things. Let me get you out of here. Mm-hmm. What did you? What do you make of the really high emotion, right? Whether it's a large group or a small group, there's a lot of high emotion in regards to his removal, the process. You know, there's been a bunch of, I wrote a blog, there's a, Michael Paul Williams got an article, there's just, on social media there's these groups that have gotten, I think the discourse in those groups have gotten really nasty. Um, Why do you think there's so much high emotion about this particular issue, Mm -hmm. and how do you, two parts, how do you transfer that emotion into actual people helping the school? Because there's a lot of people that are talking Mm -hmm. that aren't actually hands-on in the schools and so forth. Um, how do you how do you transfer that emotion into progress? But why do you think this one is such a hot button issue right now?
2: I shared this with um, the current superintendent often. I said you need to build the same relationship in the black community that you have done in the white community. You need to go stomp the yard in the Hispanic trailer park and mm-hmm. where the Hispanic families live that you do in the fan. With the Mary Mumford families, with the Fox families. I said, as an educator, I know what you're trying to do. I know that you wanna build relationships. You wanna bring, you wanna increase the student population, make it more diverse. I said, but you can't forget that on the other side of the river, there are black kids and black mamas and daddies in Hillside Court. I need for you to go out there on a community day, not just on an ice cream day at, at Fox. You need to spread the love. I don't think he came in building relationships with the African-American community well. Mm-hmm. And I heard that from people in my own church. Mm-hmm. I heard that from people in my own civic association. He never came to our civic association. Invited him, sent him, never came. Why? Is it? Is it because it's in Barton Heights? It's down the street from Dodge City? You, you're the superintendent. The kids that you serve live over here. I think that's one thing. I think that's why emotions from um, some of our uh, individuals in the black community are so high, right? He didn't, he didn't get a chance to tell his own narrative.
0: Nope.
2: He had somebody write his narrative for him. And has never tried to bounce back from that, right? Then, the other thing is what people, there are three things people don't want to address at a party. Religion, politics,
0: and race. All three of those things. By the way, you've never been to any of my parties. Oh. We talk about <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, we talk about taking all of
2: those taking out of religion. Some our... the white community and the black community, Hispanic community, and every other ethnic group of communities. We have not had a conversation well. And we've seen that you and I have seen that the past couple of days on social media. You have people attacking each other. And for what? Why are you attacking someone based on their truth, based on what they believe? But let's bring your truth to the table, though. You know, to to say, and this is the thing that bugs me, and I talk about it on my Facebook live feeds in the morning. Women can, black women can do so much better if we stop tearing each other down. Well, this is what's happening between these two communities. You have the group of people who appear to be, I'm just saying appears, that all black people are in this group that are against Ben, but that's not true. There are some white people in that group, too. Then you have this group that people call support our schools. People think there's only white people in that group. That's not true. There are black people in that group that supported Dr. Ben. So that, that it's the misconceptions, and they are thriving off of the misconceptions. And the more that they thrive off of the misconceptions, the more that this negativity of I don't want to work with you because then I know how you feel is going to continue to thrive. And that's a cancer. What we can do to change that, you got a Shonda. L- let's get you, let's get some more people to say, okay, enough is enough. What are we gonna do? What, what are we gonna do? Are you ready to work? Are you ready to do it? Put the groundwork in. But but he, but here's one of the things that you can do. You will not call people out doing this work when, when we're in these meetings together. You will not turn this into an argument because this is about the work. People bring their personal agendas to the work, and the work is about children. The work is about getting these babies out of poverty, not about well I have this group and this organization and mine is better than yours. Mm. This is about bring your group
0: to the table. Let's work. So now where do we go from here? We, 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 you're, you're in a, we're in a place where brand-new school board. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have a brand-new superintendent, mm-hmm. new mayor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Some new members on city council. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to start working together, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you see, through even just through the rest of 2017, that will actually improve things for the kids yeah. and the community? Well, one, prayer always works. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a given. Two, <laughs> but, but,
2: but that's two a given. you know, you got to stick to what I right, believe and right, who I am. Right. Um, two, I think when people, you know, my grandfather always said to me, I was raised by my grandparents, my grandfather always said to me, Do you, you know, an apology goes a long way. Tell somebody you're sorry when you've done something wrong and don't do it again. This school board is going to have to show us that. But they first have to come out and apologize. Because even though if their truth is that they haven't done anything wrong, the community at large feels different. So it's we're sorry we had to happen this way. Can you work with us to make it better? Let's see how long that takes.
0: And we're going to have to leave it there. We are with Former school board member Shonda Harris-Muhammad, this is the Cheats Movement special emergency episode regarding the Richmond Public School Board situation and the removal of Dr. Bedden. I thank you for your time. Thank
2: you all so very much. Follow me on my social media, Twitter and Facebook. I do Unsung Heroes every day, and I continue to do things in the community. And my back-to-school rally is August the 5th. Hit me up if you want to support.
0: There you have We're going to have to leave it there. Thanks, Shonda.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Also yesterday, I was able to sit down with Roderick Bullock. Rod is a community activist, a political activist. He has been very vocal in social media groups regarding the situation with RPS, the removal of Superintendent Dana Bedden. I wrote a post on the Cheats Movement about the removal of Dana Bedden, the process and quite frankly, what I thought, the tone of some of the social media groups had just gotten out of hand, out of character. It's Richmond's a small place. Uh, funny thing is, some people made made my post, sent, sent my post to Rod's attention. Rod took it a different way. He took it uh, as a personal attack, like Cheats is making a personal attack on, on Rod Bullock's uh, character. And... You know, so Rod, in turn, responded um, with some things online. And the funny thing is, um, things that happen online usually get emotional and get festered and get, you know, shots going back and forth online. And I know Rod. Rod knows me. I got his number. I was able to call him. I was able to Facebook message him. He called me back. It was first thing in the morning yesterday and we were already talking it out. But what I did want to do is give him an opportunity to come on, get an interview, get it on the podcast, because I don't think his uh, perspective was being shown in full or in the best light given um, the tensions of social media groups. So oftentimes what happens on social media gets thrown and blown out of hand and then people can't talk to each other and people can't reconcile and come together. I really appreciate Rod calling to us, talking it out. He was able, We were able to link up yesterday afternoon and have a full conversation about RPS, the removal of Superintendent Benning, everything, ben, that's, with everything that's happened in the last 72 hours. You'll be able to hear that interview. But if you don't take anything else away from the interview, take this. Rhetoric on social media is, you know, you have to take that with a grain of salt. A lot of times, you have to see an individual in re- in real life, in reality. And if you're not able to kind of build together, if you're not able to work together, you're not able to come together, hear other people's perspectives. If you're not able to listen, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a difficult situation. Um, and so, Rod and I is a good example. Uh, I think a great example of. Not letting that, that stuff get out, get us out of our character. Not let us, that stuff get us out of hand. And we were able to come together, sit down, and have a conversation about, you know, RPS, the future of uh, the future of the community, the future of the children. And you're able to listen to that right now. So check it out. Community activist, political activist, and a friend, Rod Bullet. What's good, everyone? I am here with my with a friend community activists, active right now in this whole school board, Richmond school board, superintendent Dana Bedden comments, commentary, if you will, a citizen of Richmond, a long time active citizen of Richmond, Rod Bullock. He also, full disclosure, is also my top 40 under 40 style weekly classmate, but he's been extremely active in regards to what's been happening in the last 48 to 72 hours, in regards to the commentary about what's been happening. And so, I wanted to get him on the podcast. I wanted to talk to him and get his words, in his own words, his complete story, not limited by quick comebacks on social media. But I wanted to talk to Rod about how he's interpreted the last 42 to 72 hours. What is the good? What is the bad? Why is it coming about? Why is he so uh, active, if you will, uh, in regards to to the social media play on this and how it's going out? So first and foremost, welcome to the podcast. This is the Chiefs Movement Podcast. Welcome, Rob. First time here. Thank you, Martin. So tell me how you, let's start with this. Last 72 hours, since Saturday afternoon when the announcement came out that Dr. Benton has been removed or will be ending his term, he resigned, ending his term on June 30th, what is your overall feeling? Are you surprised, not surprised? Well, what's your overall feeling when the news came out?
1: Well, I was definitely surprised. Um, I, was, I was definitely surprised. Um, I actually shocked. I mean, I, I thought that with him saying last week as of last Thursday, he said that he was staying put, um, and I read in uh, Free Press, and ultimately a week later he's been he's resigning. That, that kind of shocked me. So.
0: Now, with that said, what has your relationship been in regards to activity in the schools with the school board, Dr. Bedden? I know you have a history that goes a little bit back, a little more than meets the eye when it comes to, you know, Dr. Bedden's placement. The activity with the school since then?
1: Yes, I'm actually I was a former former student. I'm a graduate of Richmond Public Schools. Uh, also a former employee.
0: Armstrong High School, right?
1: Yes. Correct. <laughs> and I graduated from John F. Kennedy okay. High School. And uh, I was yeah, I was I was an educator and a coach over at Armstrong. So ultimately I was there for twelve years. So I got this I got to see the good, the bad, the ugly. And actually, I got to be under the tenure of uh, the first three of his predecessors. predecessors, uh, Dr. Williams, Dr. Um, Jewel Sherman, and also Dr. Um, Brandon.
0: So then, but... With that said, so you've been involved, You, but right now in regards to the bedding term, you've also been very active in regards to supporting schools going to the school board, and you have a real strong opinion, uh, or though I don't want to put words in your mouth, but online you've had a real strong opinion about kind of his departure, what it means. Let me ask you this. Was it, was it time for him to go or not time for
1: him to go? It was definitely time for him to go. Ultimately, I was a part of the selection uh, process of him being selected. And I selected him. And uh, he gave us a a lot of bullet points and the things that he was going to do. And ultimately, he didn't deliver on any of those things. So basically, he
0: sold us a bill of goods. What are some of the things that, in particular, that stand out that that you believe he said we would try to do that didn't come to fruition well actually he he and in,
1: he indicated to us because we asked him about the financial at that time we was under uh, a shortfall a budget shortfall and then we asked him how were we going to be able to fund it would he, he was going to be able to implement anything without the right funding which modic jewel agreed that we should have funded on uh, the school city council should have funded them the school system at least fifty percent, but at that time they didn't. And he said he was going to have creative ways, without even spending any money, to get things done, and to get the uh, comprehensive, a uh, comprehensive plan, which he was going to get uh, the test scores up immediately. And he was, go- and he basically said he was going to have immediate, um, immediate success. So that didn't come to fruition.
0: So, and so he's. At the time that he was hired said you know he had these kind of goals of, of bringing success a little bit faster. Um, but what I've been hearing especially in the last 72 hours right since Saturday is that he may not have had enough time. do you think he had enough time to deliver on some of these, uh, some of the promises he made? Yes, because he, he said
1: instantly, that was his words in that meeting amongst the nine of us from each district. They, they, each school board member had a representative, and he, they, they chose someone from the community, and he told all nine of us, and we, we were a part of the process, and our process, it was one of the, we was 50% of the process of the choice of the superintendent. So he told us that he was going to have instant success. As soon as he was going to hit the ground running, and he was going to have implement programs in, in a creative way, and that didn't come to fruition. The the next, I guess, six months on the job, he's asking for $18 million.
0: Mm. So one of the major criticisms, obviously, is the handling of the budget in general in regards to under his tenure. But, well, how do you feel? what, What would you say he's done well, if anything, and then, would have you seen any improvements since he came in the, in the school system? And then, what are the most critical things that you feel need to be improved?
1: No, I mean this is well, when he before he got there, every last Richmond public schools was accredited under Dr. Brandon. So ultimately, we lost accreditation on what um, we we've like 17 schools. Out of 44 schools? We're
0: 17 accredited out of 44, uh, uh, 44 now, But I think, yeah. what I, and I don't know the science behind this, I heard that went up, right, from 14? Was it 14 then it got to 17? 17 17
1: and and that, that, but that is not, that's still not a good look. Right. Even though you went up from 14 to 17, you still lost accreditation from 100%. That is a problem. And also, the, the uh, disciplinary rate and, and the incidents went sky high since he's been the superintendent.
0: So, all of that, obviously, I, I think, and I, and I wrote about this on the blog, and you've seen the blog post. I mean, I think just from talking to people that are closer to the situation than I am, right, There is there are three things that might have done him in, if you will, maybe four. If you're looking at just metrics, though, Uh it was the $8.3 million, right? Um, it was the federal lawsuit from the Department of Justice on civil rights issues, which he may or may not have had uh, any input in whatsoever, right? Um, and it was, uh, I can't remember the third one there, right? now. Oh, the, you just mentioned the, the accreditation number. So you got 17 out of 44 accredited. And then you have the $8.3 million, which I think is a big thing. I think the fiscal transparency is a big thing. The fourth thing, you can tell me about this since you've been around it closer than I have, is that there was a a attitude problem in regards to a relation. should I say a relationship problem? Is there a relationship problem between Dr. Bedden's relationship and members of the school board and possibly members of the administration? Is, is that... Is that accurate? Is that all?
1: That's that's completely accurate. Even from the previous uh, board, he had issues. He took issues with uh, Mamie Taylor. I mean, they they got into verbal squabbles in in, in the public. I mean, and and that is that was her. I mean, that was his boss. But he seemed to think that he was the boss of the school board, and ultimately, like he was. I mean, I understand that you're the school board. I mean, the superintendent, but you're not the boss over the the school board. So he didn't handle directives as well from women.
0: The other thing I heard that I want to just run it past, like I said, somebody that's been there every day in the sense of just being there and and really active in this is um, possibly, well, no, I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I think members of the school board, uh, that the new school board, the school board that came in, felt as if they couldn't work with him, so it would be better, almost I will say almost personal, to get to, to get his removal in order to move forward. Would would you say in regards to one his attitude is one thing, but would you say it was almost personal on certain members of the school board to get him out?
1: I mean, he had some issues with uh, the chairman and also one of the other school board members prior to to, And I think that...
0: Somewhere I along the line, the, sw- the flip switch. The flip in, switch, As yes. opposed to, I'm going to try to work yes. with this situation, then not. Because he,
1: he had an opportunity uh, when Miss Page was the president of the Booster Club uh, at uh, at Huguenot. Uh, he was combative with, uh, with her the whole entire time as a parent and as as a leader. And also... He had uh, issues within with the new school board members. With, from my understanding, the same thing you is that he couldn't take a directive, you know, of like solving things in the di- in, in their districts. So you know, he, you know, they put him to task, and he, he bucked on it, or he delegated to his um, super his deputy superintendents, and they didn't get the things. The ball rolling, or they didn't get anything, anything handled. And the thing was, the consensus was, is that he didn't do incidents. Like when incidents happen, they were they wasn't corrective. Like a young man I never forget had his mouth taped shut, and it's, it's been going on a year since that's happened to an exceptional ed student, and nothing was done. Nothing. So ultimately, that's that that was his undoing too. He, he didn't respond to incidents within the school system in an orderly or, or 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 consensus
0: fashion. Two things I want to ask about because I think it's important to get them to, and I and I can't not ask them given what's been happening the last couple days. One is that their now is this, uh, you know, theory that Mayor Stony, who I know you're close to and a, support, and a supporter of had his hand in this process of getting bed now possibly for already a slated replacement the young man out of uh, Baltimore that just resigned I've heard theories that this is a whole kind of inside power play job What what is your thought with the mayor involved what is your thought on all of this being something that is already done already like kind of a throwback to even older school kind of king making put in place all inside baseball no public input
1: i i don't i don't think that has no credence at all that the mayor has anything to do with it and not being supportive and being an objective person i'm objective and i'm very fair also but ultimately i don't think the, the mayor had anything to do with the undoing of, of dr baton that the writing was on the wall when this new school board first came in and i don't know what people think but this the at the forums that I was at, a lot of the school board members said that he had to go. A lot of people that was running for office said he had to go. So ultimately, I don't think it was the, the mayor's doing. I mean, I think that it was just his time had gone, and he he was just not a fit for Richmond Public Schools.
0: So then what's your weigh-in on the... the- Kind of theory that they already have a replacement in place.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've been hearing the same thing about Sean, but I, I Sean Dan, Dallas Dance, which I had an opportunity to, to coach, and I you know I had a personal relationship with him also. So ultimately, you know, I I don't think that he because honestly he can make more money as a consultant than he could as a superintendent. Really, he could. Sure. So most consultants do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> most consultants make more than superintendents. So, so he. I don't. I don't think that it. It, it, it just me. I think it was a huge coincidence that this happened. I don't think nobody would sit down and say, "Yo, let's go get Sean Dallas dance," which is a great thing because ultimately I think him being a great. He will be a great role model to the children because he came from where they came from. He went to Armstrong High School. I mean, he played football for Armstrong and he was a, a, a star baseball player for Armstrong. So, I mean,
0: I does know. It color, does it color it? Does it color the narrative that he's already has his name thrown in this mess? Even if he legitimately had nothing to do with it now and he wants, if he wanted to be considered for the role, does, is he already being looked at crazy because of what's been happening?
1: Well, I mean, once people see his credentials, and, and I, I've been seeing that online, everybody's saying, well, our greatest his credentials are. But it was just like, oh, it, the way it was presented to them, it hasn't been presented to them yet. So ultimately who's to say he's gonna apply for the job?
0: You just gotta you just gotta wait and see. I don't think that it, it, you will admit though it buys into these conspiracy theory thoughts that this was an inside job. If if this turns out to be what it is. Yeah, I he mean he could be a it's, it's a, qualified.
1: It is definitely a perception. Right. And, and 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 if I wasn't with a thinking with a, a a closed mind, I would think the same thing. I'd be like, yeah, the fix is in. They already set this up as a, co- a huge coincidence. It just might have been a coincidence where he he resigned at at the same time that Dr. Biden resigned. Well, he resigned a day before. He Dr. Bain.
0: before. Yeah, yeah, a couple so, days before. So the other thing I got to ask you about, and I'm going to take you to task because we talked about this. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons why I definitely wanted you on the podcast today to talk about it, you have been very active. This is the best. This is the my polite way of saying it. You have been very active. And responding to just about every damn comment that anybody has made online, especially in that support Richmond Public Schools form, I think my personal opinion, you can tell me why I'm wrong, but I think some of those responses might have crossed the line. And I'm not saying even in I'm not talking about race in this particular instance. I'm talking about just division in general. I think some of those could have been about the situation as opposed to I don't know if you called people dumb or whatever you did, but why, tell me this. Why are you so active on social media to get a different voice out? And, and could we have done that a little bit better?
1: It, and the thing was, it wasn't even about a voice. It wasn't about an opinion. I just went on there to say that my opinion that Dr. Betton was time for Dr. Betton to go. And people, it went and turned to people trying to convince me to say that he should stay. Which I know, and I was close with the situation. I helped. I elected him. Uh, I I got the group to look at him. The whole group. We, we talked and discuss when we was in the discussion and talking about who we wanted and who, who was to, who was the choice. Um, a lot of the, the the of the nine thought he was condescending. They thought he was arrogant. Um, so they really wasn't sold on him, and they think he, they thought he couldn't get the job done. But Myself and a, a few of us in there pitched for him and we and we got everybody in the consensus to vote for him. So ultimately, it wasn't about that. It was about disappointment and it turned to one big thing that everybody said, oh, you're saying racist things and all that type of things. And it wasn't even about that. It wasn't the thing, but it, it bothered me because they were coming at me personally because they knew more about me than I knew about them. Like they'll say, oh, I saw you at the school board meeting. And like things like, yeah, you'll go to a school board meeting. You'll say, you'll speak and then walk out and you don't know the whole four details. Or I'm in, you, you're in the cloak and dagger with, uh, with the mayor and the school board. Like they was like, oh, you're a part of the establishment. Those are the things I was hearing. Mm-hmm. So I felt personally so you, attacked. So did you take it
0: personally? Yeah, so I took and it And that personal. happens. If, yeah. if you feel like you're personally, they're talking about personal things that don't have anything to do with the schools and the children. Right. So if they're talking about you, then you get, you decided to respond in just. Exactly. Can you see how, how that has gone a little bit <laughs> left, if you will, online? Like, I, I don't even read comments very much online. And I, I dialed it down.
1: And, and we, and a lot of us that, we, that I did have it took issue with. We, we started talking simple and, and talking and having dialogue and starting to understand each other and understand where each other was coming from. It was more or less everybody was in, in their the emotions. Right, because it, it was a
0: high, it's still, it's very, it's going to be high emotions for a while. Yes,
1: and everybody was in their emotions. People were upset. People were rejoicing. I wasn't rejoicing. I wasn't upset. I was just happy that it was over, that it was very painful at the end. Very painful. It was. It was a strange situation. It was. It was very awkward. At, at each school board meeting, as you went along, you could see. You could sit, see the, 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 the dissent, and the uh, the standoff and the disconnect from the superintendent. He was disconnected.
0: He was. He was very disengaged. So one of the things that really did stand out, and I think actually led to, a lot of people. Um, getting in a misinterpretation. And, and, and to be honest, I had to get clarification on it myself. He told me about it. But when we were talking about a group, this group that you've been working with or your group that you're a member of, a large group, right. an influential group that are mostly uh, African-American and black men, men and women, I guess, right. um, that want, that has a goal to be much more active, much more involved in Richmond Public Schools. And not only in Richmond Public Schools, in these
1: children's neighborhoods, being mentoring to the parents and also the children, the younger sister, siblings or older siblings, uh, helping with job placement, helping with job readiness, um, also uh, showing them how to be dressed for success. Uh, ultimately. Giving the children culture, like taking them on fishing trips, taking them on field trips that they don't go to, taking them to the VMA, um, to some places they've never been before, to the Valentine's Museum, you know, ultimately to the tour of Richmond.
0: So, you you understand when you say it like that, no one's going to say it's a negative thing, right? Everybody wants that type of involvement. I think what got misinterpreted, if you will, or misunderstood or people took offense to was and kind of implement, like implying that it was going to be a takeover right? as opposed to a work with. And, and so you see how I'm just – I, I heard that and then some people said, oh, it's going to be this this other group that's going to take over Richmond Public Schools. We're not
1: looking to take over Richmond Public Schools. We're just looking to be involved, seeing positive role models.
0: And let's to be clear, we can't talk too much about it because it's an announcement that's going to be coming later. Like, you, don't, you know, is there's not, there not a name in any of that stuff, right? That'll all be coming later. It's,
1: uh, no, it's, 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 um, it's called 4,000 Strong um, Men and Black and Women Coalition. It's, it's, it's going to be something special. It's, it's going to be all walks of life. It's going to be grandfathers, uncles, aunts, cousins. It's gonna be business leaders, fraternities, sororities. It's, it's gonna be everybody being having a positive impact on children in Richmond public schools. And they're going, it's gonna be different things, showing them how to the garden, showing them how to sew, showing them how to cook, you know, all types of things that is gonna be giving them culture, taking them to different places they haven't been before. To, and in all different arenas, but, but ultimately giving them an opportunity to see things outside of Richmond. And the reason why it came about is because a student was getting a summer job just for the work at Bird Park, teaching and instructing and helping out at Bird Park um, in that area. And the child, he's been here, he's 17 years old. And, but he didn't know how to get to Bird Park. He, he had never heard of Bird Park.
0: Right.
1: So some people say, these kids need to know outside of public housing. These people need to know outside of their neighborhood. And so that's how it came about. And, young, and a young lady and a young man came to several of us and asked us, could we get an initiative going and get some things going? We're going to take them to sporting events. We're going to get them to go to athletic clinics. Like, if they play basketball or football or a cheerleader, we're going to send them to clinics and to give them an opportunity outside of, them, I mean, you know, UVA, Virginia Tech, that type of thing. So, that's what we're doing to trying to get a comprehensive thing and bring and unify the community, opposed to being divisive and just bringing positive vibe to the children in Richmond Public
0: Schools. So, and we're going to get you out of here on that because all of that does sound like what is needed especially in communities that don't see those types of role models, right? Like, that is just very, very critical for young children, black and brown children, to see people like themselves doing positive things. How do we move forward now with Richmond Public Schools in general, Obviously, there's going to be a period where they've got to figure out who in the world is going to be the new superintendent. How do they get through this? Um, and obviously, like you were saying, emotions are going to be running high for a while. Um, how do people work together to improve just the community at whole? Well, How do you see yourself playing a role in that? I think that
1: we just need to hear each other out. Once we heard each other out, things became more simple in the group. And anything else. It wasn't you no know, going back and forth with each other. It was more or less they took that time instead of thinking that, hey, Dallas Dance is this, this guy that's taking Dr. Ben's job. They looked at him and seen that even though he was 24 years old and he was a principal they see that he has a, a background and his, his experience supersedes the things that he has done in Baltimore County. And that's all you need to see. I mean, but yeah,
0: at, but he's not. He's, I mean, he may not, may or may not even. be, not. So you he are would. talking. But, way we're just, down.
1: but I'm just saying, moving forward, we need to move forward together, and just hear each other out, and and and, reflect and Listen, and a lot of people have great ideas,
0: and so we have to just listen to each other. What do you, What do you want to see in particular for schools in the city? And what do you want to see implemented in the next next go around here?
1: Well, I want to see a quality education. I don't want to see no shoddy stuff. I don't want to see where teachers don't have supplies. I don't want to see where children don't know the basic math, or they don't know the basic history. I want to to see the schools and the school system and the next superintendent take it to the next level. I want to see the children, which we are so behind and everything, and everything. The Richland Public Schools is so behind. And it's, it's, it's a shame, but I want to see it take it to the next level. I want to be a tier one school system. I want it to be like a Chesterfield or Henrico, right which the children have a choice I want to see our kids, I want those 9,300 seats filled. I want to see the kids to come back that that's living in Richmond but going to the county and still living in Richmond but going to the county schools and being successful. I want to see that change, and that's that's the biggest thing that I want to see.
0: We're going to have to end it there. Thank you for your time. They, uh, it's a, it's a good to hear you out and, and, and have a chance to talk to you outside of the emotions of social media, because I do think you have a lot to say that is clear and may not necessarily be what a lot of people that might have just read one form think, and I think that's important. I mean, I think that's the start, so appreciate it, Rod. And there you have it. That's it for now, a special edition RPS podcast regarding the removal of Dana Bedden. If you like this podcast, please support it by subscribing on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud. You can email me at the Cheats Movement always. Follow the Cheats Movement blog. I really appreciate the time. Until next time, we see it.